in my mother tongue bangla golpo is a curious word it means story a noun and it also means conversation the verb i have grown up to the wonderful sound of golpo stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that i am today in this brand new season of golpo stories from around the world me your storyteller rituparna will continue to bring you stories that have picked me yes stories pick me they really ask me to tell them they poke punch provoke and push me to tell them but before they do all of that they speak to me lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do and in this podcast i bring to you some of those special stories these are just some of my stories hand picked and tucked in my story bag so i can tell them to you when the time is right are these stories for children or adults well they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories and i really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you play this on your way to work to put your child to sleep to create a moment together as a family to share an idea with your team find a dose of inspiration creativity or a fresh perspective perhaps let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself like i said you will hear a story today and i hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me Sisyphus was the king of Corinth crafty clever cruel and corrupt king sisyphus was not particularly likable however he knew how to take advantage of someone else's trouble or get out of it if he found himself in one sisyphus was a descendant of prometheus the one who's known to steal fire from the gods and give it to humans perhaps sisyphus had carried a bit of prometheus's genes and some more of his own once he saw zeus kidnap agena the daughter of river god isopus while isopus was upset about his disappearing daughter sisyphus promised him information if he agreed to water a stream through the dry land of corinth isopus honored his side of the bargain while sisyphus honored his promise no one likes a telltale neither did zeus he became angry and ordered the god of death thanatos to kill sisyphus Seeing Thanatos at his door, Sisyphus knew he had invited the wrath of the gods. Thanatos had come armed with his heaviest chains. Sisyphus asked Thanatos to show him how the chains were fastened. Thanatos didn't see it coming, but a simple demonstration became a huge problem. Sisyphus tied up Thanatos and ran away. Sisyphus had escaped death, something that no one, no mortal had ever done before. With Thanatos tied up no one was dying men became eternal and that upset Ares the god of war wars were no more fun when Ares discovered Thanatos all tied up he set about to free him once free Thanatos went after Sisyphus again Sisyphus knew it was coming 
Before dying, he asked his wife to throw his dead body at the town square and ensure that he wasn't given a burial. His wife did as was asked so that Sisyphus could go to Persephone, the queen of the underworld, and complain that his wife denied him a burial. He asked to return to the land of the living and settle the matter. Persephone agreed, and so Sisyphus returned to life again. Defying death twice was now as good as challenging the gods. Now it was up to Zeus to punish Sisyphus. He ordered Sisyphus to roll up a massive boulder up the hill. However, every time the boulder reached the summit, it became too heavy to hold up and it went rolling back downhill. Sisyphus now was caught in a loop of endless climbs and rollbacks. Sisyphus is a popular Greek myth, an object of study and deeper deliberation by absurdists, writers and philosophers. This ancient myth has been open to symbolism, such that it represents the rising and setting of sun or the rolling and crashing of waves on water. To Albert Camus, it signified the absurdness of human life, the one in which we continuously strive to make meaning. One has to imagine that Sisyphus found meaning in rolling up the boulder up the hill, that he found happiness in this continuous task, that he found his purpose and perhaps his ikigai too. The continuous loop of action is an important conversation. In classrooms, in homes, at workplaces, anyone given assigned or tasked to do something over and over and over again has to find meaning into it. For a student, it could be the continuous loop of assignments, projects, tests and examinations. For a homemaker, it could be cleaning, cooking, laundry, folding. For a worker, it could be doing that one task continuously every day from the beginning to the end of the shift. There is a Harvard study that shows that people are more purposeful towards their actions when they know that it has more meaning. For tasks where they do not see the end or find a reason for their continuous effort, attention and action, people fail to stay on track. While Sisyphus' punishment is a subject of great attention, it is important to observe that tasks with repeated action could also seem like a punishment of sorts. How does one own it, work on one's performance and find meaning in doing it over and over again? While we talk about the punishment that Sisyphus got or the continuous nature of living with that punishment, I'd also like to point out the actions that led to this punishment. No matter what kind of king he was, Sisyphus in the first instance tried to bargain for a stream of water for his dry land, for Corinth, in return of information, which to me is not so bad. He wanted to help, but he wanted something in return for his help. Now, having done that, I'm sure Sisyphus knew that challenging Zeus or, or confronting him or, or telling everyone about him could go against him. He knew that, but he took the risk. So somewhere that risk taker or, or the ability to challenge some, a bigger authority cannot be overlooked. 
Interestingly, I was in a workshop a couple of days back and we were talking about the use of storytelling and having difficult conversations. So one of the participants asked me that how do you tell your boss, your senior or maybe a director, somebody who's way above you in, in the hierarchy of the organization, how do you tell him or her that they are not doing their job? How do you confront them? How do you uh, communicate what that their actions are not having a positive impact on the rest of the team or the rest of the organization? And uh, to me, while I was answering that, I thought of Sisyphus too, because Sisyphus also challenges uh, the greatest God up there and has to do that or has to take an action to stop the God from doing something wrong. And he goes and does it. Well, of course, I did not talk about the the, the Sisyphean uh, story there, but I did talk about the kind of intervention that somebody could do through storytelling to remind the boss of the previous, the precedents uh, where they had performed in the design way and had the kind of impact that they're having and the kind of impact that they'd want in the near future. But this, while retelling the story, I immediately thought of the same situation that you cannot be punished for it. You cannot, you, you cannot be taken to task for it or you cannot be looked as somebody who did something wrong because ultimately you were trying to do something right. So that's the first instance that in which he tried to uh, beat the god of death, Thanatos, and escape death because he had angered Zeus, Sisyphus had angered Zeus. The second action uh, where, where, of course, he knew his end was near, he was about to die. And this time too, he told his wife that throw me out in the town square, but don't give me a burial because that would make my soul uh, feel incomplete. And I could then use that as an excuse Oh, who doesn't want to live more? All of us at some point of time, uh, we do want to have as many years in our life so that we can continue doing what we are doing. Or at least that's, that is something that most of us, given the circumstances that we have in our families, in our lives, in the world, um, our own work associated with some kind of meaning and purpose, we would want a healthy, long life. And wanting that or wanting to cheat death um is something which I would not also consider wrong. I'm not adding morality to it, but I'm also trying to say the kind of tasks that led to the punishment that that is continuous in nature. So sometimes when we talk about people or when we talk about ourselves having to do this one thing over and over again and we look at it as a punishment, maybe there is reason for us to look back and see how did we get to that action? Did Was it a consequence of some of our work or a consequence of the nature of the circumstances that have led to us doing that work over and over again? Or is there a way to innovate, to enjoy, to perhaps skim over that level or be so good at it that you no longer need to do it yourself and you need to skip up and do something more? I can see this conversation uh, meandering into great introspection in spaces, whether in our classrooms, in our homes or in our workplaces. Personally, I too have experienced the Sisyphean uh, task and let me tell you about it. In the course of the last 52 weeks of producing this podcast, I have looked forward to the Sisyphean task of putting an episode together every week. It's been a sweet little project that I have thoroughly enjoyed through this year. Despite the weeks when I have struggled to put the episode together at the last minute, ran out of meaningful stories, watched the weekly downloads dip, or waited till someone wrote back a few lines after listening to the podcast. 
There have also been weeks when I have struggled to walk the last mile of promoting and distributing the podcast or telling people that, hey, I have a podcast or sending a reminder on their phones and WhatsApp messages or writing yet another social media post to promote a good episode. Once done, God knows, I have heaved a sigh of relief knowing well that I would have to go through the whole cycle of production to promotion all over again next week. Did I want to give it up? Oh no, I have enjoyed producing this season of Golpo stories from around the world and I'm already working towards the next one. But until then, there will be a small break during which I will be working on some new material, repurposing the stories that have gone out so far. For starters, I've already started performing stories from this podcast for select audiences. The stories are meandering into teachers' workshops and I am rearranging some of the stories for an ebook for organizations who want to use storytelling for culture building. As you can see, I have packed my story bag for the next couple of months. So while I do that, I hope you enjoy this little break from Golpo. I will be back in March with more stories. In the meantime, keep listening to stories. You never know when a story decides to speak to you. Every story in this podcast has been curated with a lot of thought. These handpicked stories have been rewritten to help you have a better conversation in the classroom, living room and boardroom. We want to continue serving our listeners and we want to know how to make this podcast more meaningful for you. Now, what should we do next? We would love to hear from you. Look up the Golpo listeners form in the show notes and speak to us. Thank you for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told, so go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom, or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me what did everyone say. If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag storytelling with Rituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.